None other than my colleague and co-host, Michael Lagaris, everybody. Yo, what's up, Jet Nation? Mike's coming in hyped. We are also joined today by the greatest high school football coach in the nation and the greatest high school wrestling coach in the nation, Sammy O'Hare. Welcome to the show, Sammy. What's up, Jet Nation? Cousin Sammy in the building, Mike in the building. Wookie not with us this week. His dad's feeling a little under the weather. So shout out to Julius Kronk. Hope you feel better soon. One of the strongest names in the game. Julius Kronk. Let's be serious. That is a strong name of a human. Strong name. Not only that, he's a strong man in general. But the name just, you know you're going to grow up and be tough as hell if your name's Julius Kronk. We're coming here, guys, off a big W last week. And I know there was some people that were hoping we lost this game this past week. They were hoping the Jags uh, took a W, help our draft pick out, all that type of stuff. We'll get that in the future, but that's neither here nor there right now. We came into this game this week after making 33 transactions due to COVID the previous week. 20 guys on the COVID list. We had open tryouts for spots. We had dudes coming in like Will Parks playing 60 of 70 snaps. They weren't even on the team last week. We had a touchdown from an offensive lineman. We had a kick return. We had Zach Wilson with the longest run by a quarterback in Jets history, guys. This game was crazy. And it even came all the way down to that last play with, with, uh, with Trevor Lawrence on an incomplete pass. I mean, drama in the building. Zach versus Trevor Lawrence. Um, I know Zach's day, and not like his numbers were insane, but pretty efficient considering when you grade the kid on a curve and how bad he's played throughout the season, he had no wide receivers to throw the ball to. Okay, nobody out there really. We had Barrios, I know. Mims is non-existent. Keelan Cole's become a non-entity as well. He still managed to be mildly efficient with what he could do. They ran the ball all day, Mike, was what me and you were thinking they might do against this Jaguars defense. What a day out there at MetLife. I think the outcome for some people wasn't something they wanted because they wanted a better pick. But I look at it, Mike, like I want Zach and these young players to be out there getting wins under their belt, building character. People say, oh, it's the Jaguars, the Jaguars folded. You can say whatever you want. A win is a win. If you were in the NFC Conference Championship and you won the game and someone went, oh, the other team folded though, do you give the win back or do you go to the Super Bowl? So I understand a little bit of a different context, but when you win a game in the NFL, you win a game, even if it's a fun team. And considering the way this year has gone and how some of these games have gone, and how some of these blowouts have gone. And how some of the media has treated the Jets and laughed at us on the field, right? Wins are important. Wins are important for Salah, even though he wasn't out there. For Middleton out there for his first game. For Zach, for these young players. 
Uh, I thought it was a big week. I thought Zach played pretty decent, Mike. What are your initial thoughts off that win versus the Jaguars this weekend? Obviously, you already know from our text, I was extremely excited about the win. I was extremely excited about how the players played, how they stepped up uh, in a really tough situation. Obviously, it's really hard to play with half your team pretty much out. I mean, the game should have been canceled or suspended or whatever, because I mean, it was just crazy, especially for the Jets. The Jacksonville Jaguars were missing some players, but the Jets were just eradicated with with a lot of different injuries. And um, I wanted to get um, really Keith's opinion on on a, on a text real quick, and then I, I would love to hear from Sammy after. Um, I You remember last week, um, I sent you a video around how Zach Wilson played against the Miami Dolphins, and it was broken down by a man named Luke Grant. He works for uh, Play Like a Jet, or works with Play Like a Jet, breaking down film. Does a pretty good job uh, at doing that. I definitely like watching some of his videos. Maybe a little bit biased with Zach, but he had a tweet that he put out on Twitter uh, before the game when we had all of those injuries. And essentially, he was just saying there are two realistic outcomes uh, with Zach Wilson on Sunday. He play, A, he plays badly and loses confidence and the fan base gets after him unfairly, or B, he ends up getting hurt, right? And I responded back to him and I said, there's a third option. Uh, and that, that I believe a third option, he plays well and the Jets win. You know, that's what I, I responded back to him. So after the game, uh, I tweeted out congratulations. And then I said, hey, Luke Grant, it looks like option C happened. Zach Wilson outplayed Trevor and the Jets won. And then he replied back to me. Um, second worst outcome was that the Jets winning that game. The worst outcome was Zach getting hurt. Um, and then he said, and then I said, that third option was the one I told you about. And I said, this is fantastic. And frankly, an important narrative setting game for this young team, despite everything they won, that's how you build culture. And then he replies back to me because the Jags fell apart and Barrios and McDermott scored the culture will change question mark. That is the height of stupidity in my opinion. Enjoy. Right? So then I reply back to him. Height of stupidity, the Jets won despite being down all those players and their head coach. Zach Wilson was the winning QB against a healthier team who was led by the number one pick in the draft. If you're not excited about this win, I'm not sure what else to say. And then his reply was, it says I have a much greater grasp on what's good for this team long term. Oh, my God. Is that I mean, I don't know who this person is. I'm not on Twitter. I don't waste any time with crap like that. I let Mike handle these things. But I do love the fact that someone tweets out into the universe, there's two possible outcomes. Neither happen. And then after that, they're still telling you they have a better grasp of what's going on than you do. That's first of all, that's my first take. A could happen, B could happen, neither happen. But let me tell you why I'm still right. No, you're a fucking moron. That's first of all. Second of all, if you approach the Jets, I don't know who this person is. I don't know how long you've been a Jet fan, okay? We've already gone through on this show how long we've been Jet fans and suffered. If you don't understand how winning a game matters, okay, then you don't get football. The Jets have stunk forever. When's the point? When's the cutoff point when you start saying, okay, now we should try and win? When does that happen? Right? When, when do you go, you know, you know what, this year, let's just lose every game. Let's get a great draft pick. When do, when's the point with a team when you go, no, let's try and win games? 
Maybe I don't know enough about football to know that, but I do know this. Last year, you wanted to, everyone wanted us to tank to get Trevor Lawrence, right, Mike? Lose as many games as you can. How did that work out for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Is, is Trevor Lawrence balling and we missed it? I just watched him lose last weekend to Zach Wilson. That's what I just watched happen. When these idiots talk about let's lose games for draft picks, I don't understand that approach because you don't know, A, who you're going to draft, B, who, how that guy's going to end up playing one way or the other. You don't know if you get the fourth pick, that guy's better than the third pick. All of that stuff, it's just it's in context, like you were just saying, don't play Zach, he might get hurt. How about this? How about you look at it in context that the Jets had to make 33 transactions last week didn't have their head coach, had no wide receivers, had a banged up offensive line. The Jaguars should have smoked the Jets. That's what should have happened last weekend. Instead, the Jets won the game. Zach Wilson figured out a way. They had a drive in the fourth quarter, beginning of the fourth, went down the field. That drive, that touchdown pass to Connor McDermott, how does that not help Zach Wilson? Genius, who understands the Jets better than us and everybody else, who has a better grasp of this team and what we should do moving forward than everyone else. How does that drive, when Zach Wilson went down the field, Threw a touchdown to McDermott. We go up, we get we go up to 26 points. It should be 23 points then, right? How does that drive not help Zach Wilson? A quarterback who spent this whole year being laughed at, throwing interceptions, looking like he doesn't know what he's doing, finally throws a touchdown pass, hasn't thrown many of those, to just come back from injury. In the fourth quarter, in a game that they're fighting um doggy dog with his other team, right? How does that not help him? I don't understand this thought process. What, it, what that person did, Mike, was what we see in the world now, which is I'm wrong. So since I'm wrong, let me tell you why you're stupid. Because that, that makes total sense. Everything I just said was wrong. So let me tell this guy who was right, right? And now your foot's in your mouth because now you look stupid. And you go out on Twitter. That's the one thing about Twitter. You put your thoughts out into the universe. And then you're wrong. And people have to do what this idiot does and deflect. Let me deflect. Your opinion, Mike, is stupid because he was wrong. That makes sense. That's a logical approach. And I don't I don't know. You sent me one of his videos and he's breaking down Zach. This is what I don't get. You want to talk about rose-colored glasses? He was acting like he was still the greatest quarterback in the world when he was playing like trash. So I don't respect your opinion to begin with. Mike already sent me something. You know what my opinion was. Thought the guy was a moron. Okay, so you could say we don't have a grasp on the perspective. But look, everyone has an opinion. You want to sit down, make YouTube videos, look at every pass, and act like you're in an alternate reality with Zach? Knock yourself out. Okay? I live in the real world where wins and losses matter. If Zach goes this whole year and wins no games, but we get a great draft pick, oh, yeah, we're in a great spot. That's great for the Jets. That makes total sense. Let's just keep losing for the next 10 years and stack draft picks. Like, Mike, that, that we've had other people say, I had an argument with someone in the stadium this week about that. Oh, we should just lose. We should just lose. Let That's the culture. This is what this dude's saying to you, Mike. That's the culture he wants to build. Let's lose, right? We have 40 fucking draft picks next year. But let's make sure we lose. So this one's just a little bit better. That makes so much sense. I completely, so sense. I, I completely, Keith. <laughs> perfect. Just absolutely perfect. I mean, that, I'm 100% aligned to your view and your opinion on this also, matter. What were just, you going to say, Sammy? What's your, what's your thoughts the, on this? I mean, just to hit the kind of close the coffin that Keith already put seven nails in and kind of buried at this point, like two things. One, when the Patriots threw all those touchdowns to Mike Vrabel, it was considered like the most genius move of all time that they put a position player 
into a position to score touchdowns and trick the defense, right? It was like the greatest thing of all time. The Jets do, and it's like, ah, well, McDermott scored a touchdown, so like you guys still suck, exactly. and you don't have anybody to score. And the second thing is like, if you don't understand that win, forget about like whatever the context behind whatever his dumb argument was, but creating a culture, you're talking about a losing team with not a lot of games left who are trying to get some semblance out of this season. And then they go out with, like Keith said, 20 guys on COVID list, and you still win that football game? For the youngest team in the NFL, that's a huge confidence booster because you're looking at your opponent and saying, we have the youngest team, we have 20 of our best guys, our whole defensive line was out, like all of our starters were gone. And they still won. You look at yourself and say, wow, we can actually do this. Maybe coach was right. Maybe this method and his mode is right. Maybe we can actually win football games if we buy into this system. And that's what that person's not understanding is that they bought in and they won. Sammy. And you know what? They decided yeah. this week to say, we don't have receivers. So let's try and see if we can attack this team in the run game. It worked. Michael Carter had a buck 18. Zach's run was crazy. Tevin Coleman had 57 yards. So we, what, what Sammy's saying is that the coach said, this is going to be our approach this week because of the circumstances we're in. And even though you're you're against, uh, you know, these odds and a team, Jacksonville Jaguars aren't a great team, but in the context of us losing all of these players and them being relatively healthy with the, with the COVID scare, um, you would think they would go out and be able to handle their business versus the Jets. You can tear it down. You could say Jacksonville, um, you know, blew the game, whatever the case may be. There's another team on the football field. Now we can't, you can't be a fan of a team. And when they finally do win a game, you blame the other team. <laughs> like, I, I don't understand. Like, So the Jets did nothing. Zach didn't have the longest run in the history of uh, NFL for a Jet quarterback. It didn't happen in the game. You know, they didn't. he didn't have a touchdown pass, which they practiced actually a bunch of times to McDermott in the game. I know it was a weird guy to throw the ball to. Still a touchdown pass, and he hasn't had a lot of those this year. Only got seven of them. I mean, all of these things matter. Every single one of them matters. All of these guys getting a chance to go out there and get a win when they play like trash all season, when the odds are against them, we'll have some reverberation. I don't know if it's going to help us next week, but I do know that this is another game at least we can point to. There's not many of them that we can go, oh, look at this game that the Jets won, that Zach played decent in, didn't turn the ball over. He had a touchdown pass. They didn't ask him to do too much, but what they asked him to do, he was able to do. We don't have a lot of those games. We don't have a lot of those games. When Zach Wilson goes into next year and he's looking back on 2021 and he's asking himself or looking within himself for reasons to be confident in himself. You know what one of those reasons is going to be? That game this past weekend. So don't tell me the game doesn't matter and the win doesn't matter. That's the type of stuff that matters. And if you don't get that, you're the one that doesn't have a grasp on this team. I think that they did have um, a good approach to the game with the running attack. Michael Carter has his best game as a Jet. He looks like he's going to be the real deal here. Mike, the running game, and that's what I guess surprised me the most, was the, the amount of yards able to get on the ground. Jacksonville had to know that's where we were going. Uh, but e even with the case, they were able to be very productive. Trick plays? They threw a, they do like a hook and ladder playing game. Um, they're doing all types of crazy stuff. And, nice. you know, it really seemed like the approach from the floor was very creative. You know, he knew he had to get a little funky. I know a kick return doesn't happen very often, but I mean, that's part of the game. Braxton Berrios, one of the best kick returners in the game. You don't give those back or say a team, uh, you know, folded or you look down upon your own team for finally returning a kick for the first time since 2018. That's a positive. 
but and every your points and you echoed one of the points that I completely agree with and and Sam both you guys I I couldn't say it any better there were four reasons main reasons why um I really disagreed with uh Luke Grant and then um Scott Mason from the at play like a jet because he brought it up as well and then put, put in another uh caveat to that uh explanation the first reason why I don't agree is that locking in top picks for specific players doesn't always work out. Remember Jadavion Clowney? Generational talent, right? How, how'd that work out for the Texans? You know what I'm saying? Trevor Lawrence, we just talked about. Like, like, like Keith just said, I just saw Zach Wilson go out there and beat him. And we were all mad about the Rams win last year, right? So, you know, I get maybe positioning yourself for a quarterback uh how how you could view that but for every other positional player like you never know how these guys are going to pan out and then another part is we don't know how the draft order is going to be right now they're saying it's Thibodeau and Hutchinson at one and two but we don't know that how many teams are desperate for quarterbacks that just jump all the way up we saw it with uh um Goff and 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 what's his name that year before where the Eagles moved all the way up right um, there are so many times that uh, look, let's look at the Washington Redskins when they took Chase Young. Huh. They're scratching their heads. Maybe they should have took Herbert huh? or even Tua. I mean, I really wasn't really impressed with what Tua has done. But look at where Washington is. You know, these guys taking defensive ends and he was supposed to be a generational talent. Haven't seen that either. You know what I'm saying? So let's pump the brakes on the two edge rushers being guaranteed to go one and two. Yeah, that's my favorite part is that there's people saying we should lose to get a better pick as if we just nail picks. We just, exactly. We, just, we, 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 we get slotted in somewhere and we just knock them out of the park because that one spot matters, you know? Exactly. I, I, so so and, then... You know, when you get to the end of the season, you put yourself in the, in the thought process of let's lose to get a better pick. Um, what you're doing is watching the games and not even rooting for your team, apparently. Which is, which is the biggest thing that I take away from that. And also, what's interesting is, I get it. If you want to say lose, get a better pick. They have two picks in the top six right now. Right now. So, do you want two? I mean, because of a trade they made for Jamal Adams. Do you, I, you want the second pick over the fourth pick? Sure. You know, if you put a gun to my head, of course, right, guys? If it's at the, the cost of having to lose to the Jaguars, I'm good. I'll take pick number four. And since we also have the sixth pick as of right now. It's not like the Jets are in some bad spot with picks next year. Yeah. So even the approach mentally makes no sense to me because we haven't had two picks this high in my entire life. Literally and in my entire life. Never I happened. completely agree. And, and then then this is what the next, uh, what the Play Like a Jet uh, podcast said. They said, I don't know how a culture changes when you only have three players on the field when they win. When I heard that statement, this isn't from Luke Grant. This is the actual podcast uh, uh, um, performer who actually hosts the podcast and says, yeah, I don't think it really was a culture change because they had three players on the field who mean anything going forward. So you're telling me that that win didn't mean anything to all those players that are sick right now and battled with this team as well throughout all year, just sitting there watching their young players, their teammates go out there despite 20 of their players down and their head coach and going out there with, you don't think that that matters to those guys at all? Just sitting there sick or whatever in the locker room? Are you kidding me? That doesn't matter to them because they weren't on the field. Does that make any freaking sense to you? Okay, right. like I, when he said that, I was like, wait, because they were on the field, it matters. Like that to me is the most ridiculous take I have heard ever. And then you don't think 
that, like we said, Bryce Hall and Michael Carter, how much it meant. But the main one that Keith brought up was Zach Wilson just beat Trevor Lawrence head to head. And Trevor Lawrence had a healthier team. You don't think that that like that last play at Trevor Lawrence had scored a touchdown and they won. You don't think psychologically that would have made an indention into Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's about to go against the greatest of all time this week coming up. And he's like, yo, I just I just I just helped my team. win." And not only he helped the team win, it was because of his actions that the Jets won. Like he was part of that W. You know what I'm saying? That you want that in your in your head for a young kid. What have we been saying this entire time about Zach Wilson? It's here. We know the problems. It's up here, right? Yeah. So <laughs> that that is in crazy to me. And like I said, winning builds culture. Like Keith had said before, they can take this W and they can roll into next week and maybe compete. I know that's far-fetched. It's the Super Bowl champions. But to what Keith said before, LaFleur called a brilliant, brilliant game. Did you guys see that play the Dallas Cowboys ran? On, on Monday night or uh, Sunday night. Did you see that? They they yeah. did the LaFleur. So the fact that we got other teams now copying our offensive coordinators' play calls, that, that says a lot. Keith and I talked right before the game. We said they're going to run a lot, 273 yards, most rushing uh, uh, yards in a single game. I thought Zach Wilson, the thing I loved about Zach, two things I loved about Zach. He was decisive on his runs. I think we need to run him more personally i do i i don't i think he's learning better to be a pass a pocket quarterback and i think a lot of that has to do with he, he was in a small school he wasn't around a lot of the talent that he was uh, a lot of these other players was, was around he's still learning that and he's growing but i think that you know his wheels his athletic ability he is definitely nimble in the pocket and we have seen it in other games lafleur needs to run him more and and I like him being able to be decisive on when he was going to run. And the second biggest thing I liked from Zach Wilson was his ability to execute in the money downs, the third and the fourth downs. He did it a couple of times, one of them on a fourth down where he did a pump fake and then he ran for like 20 yards. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about, kid. You know what I'm saying? Or he threw the touchdown to McDermott or the best throw of the of the week. Actually, I think the best throw and I heard the best throw of the season for me, Zach Wilson, third and nine brush six cats braxton barrios found him on that third down that brilliant thank you i'm like kid that's what i'm talking about man yeah. it was perfect you know what i'm saying that to me that was like his best throw of the whole season like that's an nfl throw you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Um, you could say the titans one with the pointing but you know what i'm saying right um you could build off that throw so uh, all in all, like I couldn't disagree more with with the with Luke Grant's take and play like a Jack. This W was huge for the team. Confidence builder going into the, the Tampa Bay game. I don't think they're going to win. Obviously, none of us do. But you know what? If Zach Wilson can and the New York Jets can hold their own against Tampa Bay and then the Bills going into the offseason, guess what's the biggest benefit we get out of all of this? Free agents. We have all the money in the world for free agents. They look at this team like, yo, I saw that kid, Zach Wilson, run 52 yards. I saw him play toe-to-toe -to -toe with Tom Brady. I saw that team fight against the Bills and almost beat them or beat them in the last season. You know what? I want to be part of that. That's winning culture. That's what you do when you win. So stop it with their losses and looking just to lose just to get a potential edge that you think is going to change the game. Okay? It's crazy to me.
So I'm, I'll jump off the soapbox. Yeah, no, I just, I mean, it's interesting that people, they know that if we get the second pick, we're going to draft Hutchinson or someone that's automatically just going to be a monster. I mean, if you're that knowledgeable, you probably shouldn't have a podcast. You should probably be working in the NFL. That's a good jar at what you do. Um, I also wanted to say, Mike, when it comes to one point you made, which is a great one, you know, if you want people to come to this team, the New York Jets, like we have all this money, a bunch of free agents now, we're trying to build through the draft, I get it. Do you have to make some big free agent acquisitions to get your team to the spot you want to be, especially on offense next year, look like we might make some of those, then you want your quarterback to play well. You want your quarterback to look good. You want your quarterback to be enticing to other people. And I think this was a game, at least for Zach, he could put in his resume, he's playing decent enough. Um, and I think it's interesting, if Zach would have lost this game after the year he's had, kind of struggled, the way that it would be looked at was he played okay, but still wasn't good enough to win the game. That's how it would have been looked at in the media, nationally. Trevor Lawrence still came out on top. He would still have that little edge over Zach, you know. And as opposed to that, what we got was Zach led a fourth quarter drive for a touchdown, led a fourth quarter drive for a field goal. He won the game, right? He had the longest run in the history of the Jets. He runs for 91 yards. And you have people saying, that's not good. They'd rather have lost and have a draft pick. I mean, we're just we're just not on the same page, I guess, with other people. And, you know, you set up three guys on the field that matters. Now, I'm pretty sure that Pinnock was out there. Gidry was out there. Pretty sure that C.J. Mosey was out there. Zach Wilson was out there. Michael Carter was out there. Tevin Coleman was out there. Braxton Berrios was out there. Plenty of players that are going to be on this team next year and matter right now. Now, we're missing a lot of guys, but these are the thought processes of people that have their mind made up on something they think, and they're trying to validate that opinion to themselves. Because there's not a lot of logic behind what you're saying, okay? The Jets have stunk forever. Let's continue to lose because you might get a one-spot better draft pick this year because draft picks are guaranteed to work out. Had the top of the draft last year work out. Had the draft at all last year work out for people. Not that great. I mean, the draft from last year, a lot of these first-round quarterbacks are struggling. Um, you know, I just, I just don't get it, Mike. But, hey, we can agree to disagree. I'm never going to watch a Jet game myself. Never going to watch a Jet game and sit there and root for this team to lose. If you hear that and you say, oh man, that guy just doesn't get it. Okay. All right, man, I've spent 40 years watching this team stink. Um, how you get into a good place with your team, a lot of draft picks matter, right? But are we drafting a quarterback next year, guys? We're not, right? So the best teams in this league have a good quarterback. That's not rocket science. All these morons you talked about know that. We know that, Jet fans know that. Casual NFL fans know that. What we need to be good is our quarterback to be good. If you're arguing that him going out this weekend and playing and getting a win makes him worse, if that's what you're saying, you're an idiot. If you're arguing that going out this weekend and Zach Wilson getting a win under his belt, only his third win of the season versus Trevor Lawrence, getting a fourth quarter drive, getting that experience, isn't good for us as the team moving forward since he's the most important player on the team? No draft pick we get next year. No, we got the number one pick next year. No matter who they take, wouldn't be as important as Zach Wilson, would he? Not even close. Not even in the conversation. Exactly. That's the most important guy. That's our future. That's our franchise. I want him to go out and bowl the rest of this year, win every game. Damn right. Okay, because then we go into next year and he has a little bit more, a little bit more confidence. Like I said, this game this past weekend, it's going to be one of the games next year he looks to and he's like, you know what? We didn't have anybody that week. We still managed to win the game, right? I don't think next year when when the season rolls around, if they were taking a loss this week, Zach Wilson will go, hey, I know I got, we still end up losing versus the Jaguars, but at least we got a better draft pick. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I don't understand. But look, Tampa Bay is next week, guys. Yep. 
we know how this, you know it's going to be a tough one. Tampa Bay's trying to get this. Tom dummy. Brady again. Tom Brady just <laughs> spent his whole life torturing the Jets. We know that as well. Um, it's good, the chance it's going to be a long day. I don't really see how the Jets have a chance if we don't get healthy before next week with COVID. I know some of the protocols uh, have changed this week. And you know what? I want to mention this, Mike, before we get into next week with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we should just give a quick shout out to John Madden. And we meant to do this at the top of the show. Uh, Mike mentioned to me and Sammy mentioned to me right before the show started, John Madden passed away. Just one of the goats of all time in many ways, one of the great head coaches, one of the great announcers, one of the great video game salesmen on the planet today. Not salesman, I guess, but just, you know, the face of a franchise. There's no other franchise really like Madden that I could think of with just one dude's last name on there. When I went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, if anyone does go visit there, they have every copy of Madden in a row. You can see from the original one to last year um, and a whole, a whole shrine there for John Madden. So I want to give my condolences to him, an ultimate legend. I don't remember an announced team, guys, a football announced team that I liked as much as Pat Summerall and John Madden. You got yeah. Joe Buck and Aikman now. I mean, I don't know many people that are the biggest fans of them. I mean, is there, do you guys have a comparable squad, a comparable announced squad you can put up against Summerall and John Madden when it comes to that announced booth, guys? I don't know of one. Um, All right. You can't do no. it. I mean, he's just, he's no. one of the goats. I mean, You're like, one. Everybody loves Al Michaels, right? But like, even that, we're still, it's not John Madden. Yeah, John, Al Michaels got Boomer fired. So we hate him here in New York. Get the hell out of here, Al Michaels. We, we know what you did to Boomer, dude. Everybody knows. Um, yeah, let's get into this Tampa Bay game though real quick and we'll get out of here, guys, all right? The situation uh, kind of got heavy on. All right, everybody, Buccaneers rolling into MetLife Stadium this weekend. Now, last weekend, guys, I took my brother-in-law to the game. I want to tell you a little story real quick. He's from Brazil. Uh, he married my sister in October, one of the best dudes ever, Joe Silva. Went to his first game. He saw Braxton Berrios running around out there on the field before the game. And he was like, what's up with number 10? Because I guess in soccer, obviously, number 10 is the best player. He was like, is that the, I'm like, no, nah, that's not how it works. And, you know, numbers aren't given out like that with football. And then Braxton Berrios proceeded to have the greatest game ever of his entire career. So my Brazilian brother-in-law loves Braxton Berrios now. He's all about number 10, just so you know. And they saw, I got a, got a W for his first game ever. This weekend, I don't know if we're getting that W. <laughs> Brady's coming in. The Bucks are coming in here a little wounded. Um, they should be a little healthier this week. But, I mean, they really want to get this W for playoff seeding. This probably looks like a cupcake W for them on their schedule, even if we are fully healthy. And we have all our dudes back next week. Uh, we'll probably be in a tough spot here versus the reigning champs, Mike. Tom Brady coming in. Antonio Brown's healthy now. They're not going to have Goblin, but Evans should be back next week. Even without Fournette, um, Ronald Jones still a decent running back. And we know their, their run defense is tremendous. So great team, well-rounded team. We know what the outcome is likely going to be. But I think there's a point my cousin alluded to when we were off air a moment ago. It's kind of plays into what we were speaking about a second ago when it comes to winning games and, you know, kind of building character moving forward and people saying this isn't character building, whatever the case may be. Um, and I'll let Sammy take this after I mention it, but Sammy coaches a football team, high school football team. I went to one of his games where his team went against a school that was supposed to absolutely annihilate them. I mean, this was not, this is not a fair fight. This team had giants on the field, okay? And Sammy's team also has some big kids, a lot of heart too, okay? But they're a little overmatched, at least on paper, right, Sammy? Instead, how the game went was your team fought, your team played well, your team was in the game putting touchdowns up, which blow my mind, big time plays versus a team that if you were just watching from the sideline, you would not think you guys could compete with. 
And to tell a coach like you that doesn't have benefits moving forward, I mean, you're not going to buy that, are you? No, because wins or losses are going to be productive for your team. So just to give some background on what Keith is talking about, we showed up, they had 45 guys on their team. We had 17 guys. New York state law requires you to have 16 healthy people to play football. We had one extra person. We were supposed to get smashed. The game ended up a loss for us, 62 to 41. Tight the whole way, got away from us in the second half, but shit, what a show. I mean, people just having fun, playing football, scoring touchdowns, right? And we walked onto that bus the day after, and I was like, oh, hell yeah, guys. I am so hyped right now. That was the most fun game I've ever been a part of in my whole life. We put up 104 points in total. I don't care if we lost. It doesn't matter what the result is. We went out there. We played the best football we've ever played in our life. And no matter what the result is, I got a bunch of young kids who are 15, 16 years old who are going to grow with the system. Now, to translate that to the Jets, you have a bunch of 22, 23, 24-year-old kids. No matter what happens next week, no matter what happened last week, win or lose, it's a win. If you can be competitive, if you can go against a football team and people who score that don't normally score that big tournament touchdown, the whole team piled on top of him. You're telling me that doesn't mean anything? The yeah. whole entire Hell yeah. Hell yeah. McDermott. And we're like, yo, and, and meanwhile, we're over here like McDermott sucks. He's not a good tackle. Like, blah, blah, blah. He scores a touchdown. Everybody's like, McDermott's the Sam, man. Sam, when you were a kid, when you were a kid, the Jets lost to the Steelers on a missed field goal. I know, Boy. I know, I know. And I, Keith, I know. It's a hard, that Steeler team Why? ended up being one of the best teams. Uh, I think they went to the Super Bowl that year or they lost the yep. AFC Championship. But that team was 15 and one, okay? And they played against the New York Giants in week 17, okay? And they played against uh, a rookie, Eli Manning. And Eli Manning sucked all year. I don't know if y'all remember that. He was terrible, okay? But guess what happened in that game? Eli put it on him. Put it on him, son. Almost beat that team. Giants ended up losing. But rookie Eli just gave it to him. You know what I'm saying? And they were like, oh. Now, what do you think that did to all that, that entire Giant franchise and all those players? They're like, yo, that's what's up. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to be a dead horse. All those players just saw Zach Wilson go out there and ball. Do it again against the champs? Against Tom Brady? Against Todd Bowles? Guess what? Arians is out with COVID. I don't know. I think, I don't think that uh, Bowles is the coach, but God help if he's the coach on Sunday. <laughs> Him and Brady hate the Jets. They're going to go for 90, bro. Well, the crazy thing, blood. too, is like, it doesn't matter who on the Jets balls out because they're all so young that anybody balls out and everybody's like, holy crap, like this dude just balled out. It doesn't matter who it is because everybody's 23. Yeah. Everybody's a kid. Everybody's yeah. a rookie. That's Whoever true. balls out, they're like, yo, my man just balled out. Like we got this, you know? Yeah, and if they manage to, and you know, what Sammy is getting at, what Mike's getting at is, you know, the odds are stacked against them this week just because of the team they're playing. Last week, they were stacked against them for a different reason and they won the game. So all these things matter. And this week, you know, it's personnel-wise, the Buccaneers are a much better team than us. But if the Jets go out and they play decent, it's the fourth quarter and they have a chance to tie the game or get within once or something like that, right? And you actually see Zach Wilson have a decent game against a really good defense. All those things matter and are helpful moving forward.
I mean, if if what you want to get into the semantics of, oh no, I want to see Zach go out and play well as long as they lose. If, if that's what you're saying, as long as they lose, go out and ball, Zach. Um, okay, knock yourself out. Um, the wins and losses, I guess, for a team like the Buccaneers isn't as important as seeing how he plays. When you play a team like the Jaguars that stinks and you hope you win, um, it's a little different. But I mean, this weekend, hey, Zach's gonna go out there hopefully with some more weapons this weekend. We know Brady's going to have some more weapons back too. Hall is out with COVID, unfortunately. So we lost, and, and Hall has been unbelievable. Hall, Great. I mean, the, over the last four weeks, Bryce Hall allowed a combined sixty yards. He uh, in the span three point eight yards per target, fifteen yards per game, point four forty yards per cover snap. He's been just so tremendous. We're going to lose him, unfortunately. Uh, and those stats are from Michael Nania from JetX. Um, we're going to lose him on Sunday, unfortunately, but. Guys, I, you know, I think we get a, this will be the first game since Zach's come back that Elijah Vera Tucker, Michael Carter, Elijah Moore, and Zach Wilson get to play all in the same game. I'm excited to see that. George Fant um, at left tackle has been absolutely tremendous. I don't know if you guys know how good, how well he's doing. He's yeah, top he's okay. 10 left tackle in the NFL. Guys, I'm, I'm saying, you know, he's our left tackle next year. Fuck it. Excuse my language. I would well, take I would take Becton and put him at right tackle, and just have him and Moses kind of b compete for that. Uh, and then after Fant leaves, then move Becton back over to left tackle. That's personally what I would just because of how yeah. well Fant has. I mean, he's done really good. Like you look at the numbers, you're like, yo, you like, I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> something concerning. I, whoever whoever is the best left tackle who should be out there. I don't yeah, care where yeah, we, yeah. I don't care where yeah. we drafted Becton, but. Obviously, yeah, a lot of Jeff fans probably saw this week. He's not going to be back this year. I don't think that's that big of a surprise. Because we kind of just like, you just lost. He got lost in the mix this year, back then his injury, right? We haven't yeah. really spoken too much about it. He was supposed to be back in six to eight weeks. Never got back on track. When they asked Salah about it, he said he's a big guy. You know, his healing is, he made some joke about his healing being, you know, I don't know. His healing is yeah. a mystery because he's gigantic. It's, it's um, that's them, what they're saying, and Sammy knows this. They're saying he was out of shape. He's still out of shape. He never got himself on track this year at all. And those are some of the concerns you heard from people that know a lot more than Mike and I, um, the beat writers before the season was maturity. And you hope that doesn't carry over into next year. But look, this is how the NFL works. You didn't play this year, George Font has, and he's played great. If you lose your spot, you lose your spot. That's how it works. We know AVT is locked in there at left guard, um, our boy. Zach Wilson um, needs as much protection as possible. So whoever's the most consistent guy, throw them out there. We'll have high draft picks next year too. So maybe they'll have someone else big. And our boy, Bryce Hall, like Mike said, I think he's, he's over 70, he's like 71.6 grade on PFF or something crazy. Yeah. Where, you know, last year, I don't think we had a corner like above a 40. So, yeah. Um, you know, he's Bryce Hall has been a revelation this year. At worst, we know he's a play. We, at worst, we know he's a legit player in this league. You Did you see how well Jason Pinnock played at safety? I mean, they, the just threw, they just threw him in there. They, yeah. just, they just literally threw him in there. I mean, and I the kid... He, he, he was Jason Pinnock, according to PFF's run defensive grade. He had a 91.2, which was the highest of any Jet player this season at run at, at run defense, at safety. He, I mean, impressive. wow. what Where did that come from? And our boy, Panero, the kicker, has maintained. Real quick, I just want to say Panero is still perfect as a Jet. Legend. made Has made every single field goal and has made every single extra point as a New York Jet. Sammy, continue. I was going to say, Ashton Davis, keep it rolling. Congrats on your first pick this season. Yep. Came in this week, did work. He was all over the field. And secondly, extend that man, Braxton Berrios, because he's done everything you've asked him to. Oh, yeah. Extend that man. You want to talk about a morale team-boosting thing? 
take that 24 year old kid and tell him here's a contract extension if you do what we ask you to do we're gonna sign you yeah it's funny man mike uh has always been a big barrios fan he liked him a lot before the season started kind of like a gadget guy and it does seem like when he gets a chance to make a play on the field i mean on offense i'm not talking about kick returns here now just when he gets a chance to make a play or has to make a play game there was games last year we didn't know too much about barrios last year through injury, you remember there's games last year he was like our number one receiver and we all laughed yeah. about it. Um, and this year, this this week, it kind of turned to the same situation. But, you know, it's not like a lot of Jets had a lot of yards. I think he only had 37 yards receiving, but he had a couple runs. He had a big kick return. It seems like the guy is the type of guy that you want to reward because it shows the players a dude like him. I think we, I think Joe Douglas grabbed him up off the Patriots practice squad, scooped right under the Patriots' nose to add to the New York Jets. So I, I love if they brought him back. Yeah, I mean, what a week, guys. What a wild week in the world of the Jets. We can all argue all we want about wins, losses, draft picks, this and that. Um, no one can argue that this game this week was insane and that the circumstances prior to the game were totally crazy as well. Um, I think going to the next game, things will be hopefully a little more calmer. COVID just seems like it's ravaging teams. I know there's 90 more players today. Uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday. So, I mean, COVID has been ripping teams apart. I hope it doesn't affect uh, the game next week, guys. We have a nice, healthy squad to throw out there. But that's all we got for you guys this week. So, if anyone does want to get at us, support us, or be involved in the AEBG world in any way, shape, or form, how can they do that, Mike? Well, on Facebook, you can find us at AEBG.JetsRadio. On Twitter, at AEBG underscore NYJ Podcast. And on Instagram, at Jet.AEBG. You heard the man on behalf of the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas and the number one high school football coach in the nation today, Samuel Hare. My name is Keith Farrell. Good at you next week, everybody. Peace out.